Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of The Black Intern. I am your host, DK. Well, let's pause a second. My name isn't actually DK. I really don't like saying my name. My name is Dakari. It's weird. I feel like I don't, I've never... <laughs> I, I grew up in Jamaica and I feel like with Jamaicans, we don't learn to say, Hi, my name is so-and-so. You're known by some pet name or some off name or some name they made up for you so anyways i'm dk my name is dakari for those who do not know me um and this is the black intern that i have officially made it to the second episode yes i made it to the second episode i think after if you start anything you start like a business a creative idea i feel like the first step is like really giving birth but then everything else after is it really it really can it really tells you if this is something that you want to do or you'll continue doing or you enjoy doing because i feel like we're all a lot of people get brilliant ideas and they start off well but then continuing and being consistent is always important so i've made it to episode number 2 and the journey is continuing um but i'm really grateful for anyone that listened to the last episode for the comments for people that shared the post on instagram and on whatsapp and facebook i am just really grateful i'm appreciative appreciative is wait appreciative appreciative anyways however the word is pronounced i'm just very grateful um and happy to have started this journey of peeling back the layers of what it means to be a black man but really more importantly i've found I found that this moment has been really important in helping me understand myself and my purpose. And I'm really hoping that by understanding my purpose and dissecting that and dissecting what it means to be a black man and unpacking all these layers and being vulnerable enough to tell my story that I'm somehow helping somebody, someone understand their purpose and their story and their journey. Um, for this week's episode, I wanted to talk about something um that i don't think i've had this in-depth conversation with anyone maybe except for my two best friends um but the conversation about how i really felt about turning 30 and the pressures of entering what some call manhood or adulthood or whatever hood you want to use to describe your 30s um and in full disclosure let me just put this out there I totally understand that the pressure I face as a man is totally different from the pressure a woman faces at 30. Um, unfortunately, women face a lot of pressures when it comes down to traditional norms and the expectation that obviously at 30, a woman would like it should be married or have a child. I get those pressure. I understand that pressure and I'm not comparing. This episode is not about me comparing that pressure the pressure I face, the pressure women face, because I know they're they are basically on two different levels. Like they're just incomparable, if that's the word. Um but the problem is I think men get lost in this whole conversation about turning 30, or this whole conversation of getting old, or this entire conversation of entering adulthood. Um because I think the pressure society pressures women a lot. When it comes down to this stage in their life. But I feel like men also feel the same same pressures. We do feel the pressure. 
of getting older and trying to figure out who I am and where I want to be. And I wanted to just bring us back into the conversation and talk about how we really feel about entering this stage in our life. Um, because I think it is a needed conversation. And just for reference, I'm 32. Um, I turned 30 the year before the pandemic. And I can tell you the pressure was really on. But in a weird way, I feel like a lot of the pressure was something that I was... It's almost like I was expecting the pressure. and But I think a lot of it was just all in my head. I think months, the months and weeks leading up to my 30th birthday, it was almost like I was preparing for the storm. It's weird. But it like in my mind, I assumed that I was going to have this whole meltdown, like a full-on blown panic attack. And full disclosures, full disclosure, again, I don't think I suffer from any form of anxiety. Well, at least based on my own assessment. But I feel like the pressure that I felt was almost like, I felt like something was going to happen. It's almost like I felt like I was going to freak out or I was going to have this bawling episode. I don't know. Um, But that's how I felt going into my 30s and part of the pressure obviously is self-inflicted um but a lot of it is based on social norms about where i should be financially physically career-wise how i should how my life should be structured um and there's also the pressure that was placed on me by others which in in a sense is good and bad because you get the this expectation that people have have of you and people would think that that is such a negative thing when you look at the expectation people have of you and it's almost like you're supposed to shun that idea of what people expect of you. But some expectations are good. I feel like your expectations, the expectation even that your parents have of you, while it seems like such pressure, the intention behind it obviously is good because they see your potential. They see their growth. They, they know what you're capable of. And I feel like that pressure, um, I did feel that pressure entering into my 30s. But definitely the most, damage, the most damaging um, of everything was also the pressure I, f- I placed on myself by even comparing myself to others. Um, so this episode is about manhood and the pressures of hitting 30. I'm not talking about hitting 30, I'm talking about hitting like a brick, like hitting on a rock, um, like your head on a rock your head on the wall kind of things um yeah because that's somehow how it felt part of it maybe just was when i think of it it really is just how how i put it how i really just placed myself in this situation to really just overthink everything and if you know anything about me you know i live I live my life with the idea of who I really want to be, how I want my life to plan out, what accomplishments I basically should have at every stage of my life. That's always been the person I, that's always been the person I was. Um, In my head, I mapped out everything from high school to getting older, to turning 30 and 40 and right now even how I'd want to retire even when I want to retire retiring at 40 or having a certain career by a, by a certain age and everything was always always planned out in my head I really had specific goals that I wanted out of my life and my 30s was definitely nothing different like my 30s was supposed to be that pivotal moment where I expected for myself 
that I would have accomplished certain goals. I had serious expectations of myself. 30 was the year I should have at least checked off a few things off this list, this imaginary list, this list that we had on paper. Um, and I remember writing, I remember actually writing an entire list of things that I should get done before my November 17th birthday. Granted, I actually did, when I look back now, I did accomplish some of the things on my list. But the pressure I placed on myself, and I think of the pressure I placed on myself, it was so much. It was almost like I thought there was this clock that was going to stop and God was literally going to be like, time's up, handing your papers. And it's it's weird because that's the pressure I, that's the pressure I placed on myself. And I had to step back and realize, you know what? Just relax. Like, seriously, just relax. And let me just say it, I think it is really okay to set goals for yourself. There's really nothing wrong with that. There is actually nothing wrong with being goal-oriented, with setting a plan for your life and working towards that. It's actually a great way to live life. And I've always been one of those people who doesn't who doesn't necessarily hate the idea of vision boards or listing things on paper that you want to accomplish within a certain year or a time period. Um, I'm the type of person where I like jo- jobs that are goal oriented. I like working towards projects and setting deadlines. I like the idea of having a goal and and a drive, or having a goal because of the drive that comes with it. I think there's so much there's so much energy and drive that comes with setting a goal, a specific goal for your life. That I've always live my life with that mindset and and turning 30 was definitely nothing different like i had the, that goal and that mind i had the mindset of someone who knew that i was entering a different phase in my life and it was almost like it was time to level up in a sense like yeah it was it was time to level up and i think it was more that pressure out of everything else the pressure i really put on myself that really was pivotal in not even pivotal it was more that pressure that really just could have put me down could have given me could have made me go down the wrong path in a sense yeah but the problem is for for a lot of us that hit 30 is that we don't give ourselves room to breathe. We don't allow ourselves to fall or fail. We don't we don't we don't allow ourselves time. We don't allow ourselves to we don't allow the, we don't give ourselves room to celebrate what we have accomplished. And like insert Je- Chris Jenner meme like yeah, you're doing good, sweetie. Like, you are doing good. And it's it is okay to put pressure on yourself, but it's also okay to celebrate your wins. And I feel like that balance is important. Like, yeah, put pressure on yourself if you need to put pressure on yourself. But when you can't do it, or when you haven't attained that goal, it is, it's just really okay. 
it, it's it's really okay to just sit back and to be like you know what celebrate what i did yesterday today i did nothing in school it's really cool and it's okay if you don't accomplish what you said to accomplish on this life schedule that's the problem this this life schedule that we put ourselves on where it's almost like you should get this done by 30 you should get this done by 40 who create like this timetable that we create for ourselves yeah it's it it fosters anxiety maybe even creates depression because this no and i shouldn't say because no depression is far deeper than that but it also contributes to it contributes to it when there is such pressure on you when you put so much pressure on yourself hmm. and for me the conflict was also being able to see myself as a man when reflecting on what i have or have not achieved when i think of adulthood or manhood it was almost like it was this place to graduate to. Yeah, it was like checking things off your list, as I said before. Like, did you accomplish this? And if the answer was no, it's like, okay, you're not really that close to manhood or you're not really that close to adulthood. Or did you, did you accomplish that? Like, did you have a car? You still live with your mama? Do you have a child yet? And of course, the whole, where are you in, in terms of your career? I already felt like that stage where you really had to just answer all those questions in terms of career. It was like, okay. You had to answer the I am question. <laughs> and it's weird. I have a YouTube channel. Um for real estate and I called it INDK and maybe that's the pressure of always trying to complete that sentence of who are you at this moment it's like oh I'm a banker I'm an accountant I'm a teacher rather than oh I just have a 9 to 5 it's almost like you have to be something and that expectation that is held over our head and the, that question of who are you like, who are you at this point? Like, yeah. You think of it like that. Like, when you think of your 20s, you're like, playtime is over. Like, it's time to really just man up and level up and step up. Like, your 20s are like the years where you're always just playing ball. It's like club years, the bar years, the hangover years. And then it's like, when you hit 30, it's like jacket suit and tie sit on a desk and be boring and after you just pushed through all these years of college and went through all these dead-end jobs you're now questioning who are you at this point and all the expectation that people have of you and not just your parents your friends and i think i've said i, I did say it before but it's cool that people have some sort of expectation of you because it somehow makes you understand that they view you in a certain way. They, they see you in a certain light. And nothing is wrong with that. 
But how do we manage these expectations, though? And I think it is important to understand that you that we can't really fulfill everyone's expectation of ourselves. It's bad enough we have to fulfill the expectation we have of ourselves, but imagining fulfilling the expectation of others, the expectation everyone has of us, has of us. And it's that simple. And I really appreciate how people see me and the expectation they have of me at this point. Because I know that the intention in, in itself, it's pure, it's genuine. But I had to really learn that not everyone will understand the journey that you're on in life. And even when there is good intention, our journeys are so much different. Yeah, it's so much different. And you, we, we, I had to get to that point in my life where I understood that my journey is so much different. It is different from the journey that your parents maybe expected of you. It's also different from the journey. Like the journey you're on is sometimes different from the journey you expected of yourself. And letting go of letting go of the the pressure of following that path that you set up for yourself. Because life is just like those movies where you expected the plot to go a certain way, but then sometimes it doesn't go the way you planned it out or it doesn't go the way people expect it. And it's okay. It's really just okay to understand that the journey that you're on is really one that I would say it is paved out because based on my faith, I do believe that your life is paved out in a sense. But it's learning to just understand that it's more important to really enjoy the journey than to worry about what's what's next. Like, it really is. It's so important just to be in the moment. And the last part of the pressure that I wanted to talk about was the pressure of comparison. I always thought I wasn't that person that liked to compare myself to others. I don't know why. I just never thought that I was that person. Like, well, you know you see those memes and those those cults on Instagram or social media and Twitter. And like, oh, comparison, don't compare yourself to people, blah, blah. Um, I never thought I was that person. Like, I, I really did. I, I could almost like I could put my head on that block and I could swear that I wasn't. Until I started to reflect on my life. And I realized it. comparison played a major role in how I viewed life entering in my 30s. Yeah, and in comparison, it can really rob you of the joy of the juju. God, my mouth is twisting up. It can really rob you of the joy of being present. And I think for myself at one point, I was focused on the idea of what I have not accomplished based on how or based on what like some of my friends had accomplished. And the focus was more on why am I not at the same level as they are rather than how can I enjoy the level that I'm on 
right now. Like enjoying the stage that I'm at right now. As opposed to comparing myself to the level that they're on. And sometimes I swear I forget that I'm at a stage in my life that I prayed for. And I look at my life sometimes and I'm like, you spend time comparing yourself to others. But then you fail to realize that you are some, you're living a life or some parts of your life that you prayed for. And it's allowing yourself to really focus on that moment and focus on this moment rather than looking and say, oh, but so-and-so is at a certain point. And you're like, rather than looking at your life and say, oh my God, but I am at a certain point in my life as well. Mm. That's life. And I allowed myself to really focus on other people's green grass rather than really just enjoying the flowers that were just around me. I remember moving towards my 30s and thinking like, wow, some of my high school friends are married. People are having kids. People are starting businesses. And I was so focused on how do I get there rather than thinking, how do I enjoy the space that I'm in right now and it sounds so cliche but our journeys are just really different and i think i had to learn that the pandemic really shifted my perception and helped me understand that our journeys are are really different yeah so comparing yourself it can really use up What am I saying? <laughs> the flip side. Comparing yourself can really be used as a driving force to help you achieve more and to work harder. There's that flip side of the whole comparison thing. Yeah, so like looking at that one friend that bought a house. Yes, it can seem bad to compare yourself to that person. But on the flip side, it can be used to inspire you. Um, to inspire you to really know that that is something that I can accomplish as well. And that's a good part. But comparison on the negative, it can just really rob you and steal you of so much joy. And this is why I always thought or always think or think now that social media can be very damaging. Because you think of 20 years ago, it's weird, you think of 20 years ago, when it was maybe just you, your cousins, your siblings, or like a few people in your community that you can compare yourself to. And now we find ourselves comparing ourselves to like thousands of people. Like for those people that follow thousands of people on, on social media, on Instagram, on Twitter. And you think of comparing yourself to thousands of people. Ooh, sorry. My apologies. Thousands of people on a platform that you do not even know. Like thousands of people who don't even know you. And that can all make you feel like when you see the images and you see what they're accomplishing, it may almost make you feel like you haven't really accomplished anything. And this is why it is important. 
I've learned this. So that's why I'm, I'm learned that true happiness really comes from understanding that your journey is really unique. It's unique to you. And finding happiness is really just understanding your own personal journey. And this pandemic really made me see this. It made me see life um, totally different. And while I get it, the last two years have really been hard for the world. We lost so many people during this pandemic and it is so crazy. But the last two years really have made me see life so differently. And part of the reason just comes from growth. Like I turned 30, maybe three or four months before the pandemic. And it really shifted my perception of life and of adulthood and of figuring out my purpose and what I wanted out of life. And yes, I know I wanted so much for the 30-year-old me, but a 32-year-old me now has so much to be grateful for. Like, so much to be grateful for. And I had to wrap my mind around that. The last two years really has shifted who I thought. No, not not how I thought. But yeah, the, the last two years have really shifted my thought process. And shifted my perception of life. I view life so differently now than when I thought I would have viewed it entering my 30s. I think it's gonna it it's going to sorry for the long pause. Um but it helps me going forward. And to anyone obviously who's listening who is who hasn't who hasn't hit thirty yet, or you haven't hit twenty one yet, or even you're thinking of hitting twenty one and you're worried about the pressure of the expectation the expectations people have of you and the expectations you have of yourself or attaining your goal. I think it's important to set goals, but I think it's important just to enjoy the moment. Enjoy every moment. And be grateful for every stage in life. And compare yourself less to others. I get it, comparison can be a good thing, and and not even comparison. Using somebody else as an inspiration can be such... It can bring... It can give you the drive you need to accomplish certain things. Because sometimes I look at my friends and I see them going after certain things and it gives you that push. Like, oh yeah, my best friend is doing this and like, I can do it too. It gives you that push. But but thinking too deep into it can be crippling. Yeah, so this was... This is me getting into my thirties. This is my reflective moment for now. Thank you guys for listening. My whole little rant just now. Yeah, I'm sniffy, but I'm not not crying. <laughs> well, thank you for joining me for another episode of The Black Intern, where I'm creating, helping to create a healthier. It's the theme. I'm trying to make it sound very theatrical but the idea is to create a healthy space for black men to really understand life and this journey and creating a healthy space for us to grow but 
don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. And stay tuned. I have conversations that I'm planning with a lot of my male friends that I'm definitely looking forward to. I want to really unpack their lives and start talking. But it is Black History Month. And of course, I have to end the episode with a quote um, from Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. and says, If you can't fly, then run. If you can't run, then walk. And if you can't walk, crawl. But whatever you do, just keep moving. And that's it. Keep moving. Celebrate your wins. By the way, I wrote an affirmation. I don't know if you listened to it. It's the bonus episode. Bonus, bonus, twist my tongue up. Bonus first episode. Check that out. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. Bye-bye.